0: Welcome to another episode of Crack Encryptids and Curios. This is Matt, once again, joined by Angel. A pretty big change occurred in our show, Angel. Turns out our little Bloody Mary experiments two weeks ago backfired, and we now reside in the
1: mirror world. How about that? I I gotta tell you, it's, it's pretty fascinating. What has been your favorite part About the mirror world. My favorite part is the fact that I can still make outgoing phone calls. You got a good uh,
0: telecommunications provider. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still get data, though? I mean, if I do, I I wouldn't know. It's kind of dark here. My phone doesn't glow in the mirror world. (laughs) No.
0: It is often said that everyone in the mirror world knows your
1: name. Has that been true for you? Um. Yeah, but it's usually filled with wherever I go, when people know my name, it's, it's usually a bar <laughs> filled with some regulars. Hmm. Is I'm there a Ted, Ted Dancing looking dude as is a there bartender?
0: A, a psychologist in there? Radio guy?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think his name is Fraser. You show him your
0: phone that that's not working. <laughs> he doesn't know what it mix. is. Don't
1: know. He's like, what is that? Where's the cord?
0: Uh, then he makes a a joke that is kind of funny, but you don't laugh at it. <laughs> have you met any other interesting people in our time here? Um. Well, I'll tell you that the
1: Demogorgon is a is a thing. <laughs> we crossed over to the the upside down. The upside down. Yeah, apparently they live everywhere, not just in the Upside Down.
0: So then is the Upside Down part of the Mirror World? Or wow. is the Mirror World part of the Upside Down?
1: I think that's something we're going to have to ask the uh, the guy who runs the place. Mm-hmm.
0: Or is it part of a greater landscape? Like, these are just subdivisions.
1: I'm going to say yes, because if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> in a flurry of hate. <laughs> <laughs> well... We can't stay here forever. How do you plan to course correct this and free us from the mirror world, Angel?
1: Um I'm gonna call my nephew. He seems to <gasps> he know how to knows. enter it at will.
0: <laughs> he can he can be like our Sherpa, just guide us <laughs> in and out.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: Good thing he, you still have cell phone service. <laughs> exactly. I actually talked to him. He turned eleven recently and i congratulated him and he says now he's old enough to go to hogwarts ooh <laughs> and then and then I, and he's telling me like but he doesn't have he doesn't have ways to get there and i'm like well you could try the mirror world and then he says oh yeah i could <laughs> and then he started talking about some blue powder and i'm like i don't know anything else okay <laughs> so
0: are you sure you talked to him and not his mirror world version well either of them should know but the I think it's implied the Mirror World version would want to keep you here.
1: Um, uh, It's yet to be seen. I think I'm starting to annoy a few of the patrons.
0: <laughs> you know, oh, we better get out of here fast. <clears throat> so, since we'll be in the Mirror World for a bit here, because uh, I don't see you dialing that phone number, why don't we take a look at some articles in the Mirror News? So this first article comes from unexplainedmysteries.com. Food tastes better when you eat at a mirror. Did you know that? A it new not. A new study has suggested that food might actually taste better when you can see your own reflection. The peculiar claim comes courtesy of researchers at Nagoya University in Japan who wanted to further explore a phenomenon known as the social facilitation of eating, which concerns the previous discovery that, uh, that people enjoy food more when they are eating in the company of others. For their experiment, the scientists decided to see if eating in front of a mirror could fool the brain into believing that another person was present, thus improving the taste of the food. We wanted to find out what the minimum requirement is for the social facilitation of eating, said lead study author Dr. Ryuzaburo Nakata. Does another person have to actually be physically present, or is information suggesting the presence of others sufficient? The results of the experiments, which involved 16 volunteers indicated that sitting in front of a mirror actually did improve the taste of the food by as much as 25%. The team believes that the findings could help lonely older people eat larger helpings. Studies have shown that for older adults, enjoying food is associated with quality of life And frequently eating alone is associated with depression and loss of appetite wrote Dr. Nakata. Our findings therefore suggest a possible approach to improving the appeal of food and quality of life for older people who do not have company when they eat for example. Those who have suffered loss or are far away from their loved ones.
1: What do you think of this? I don't buy it. You don't believe
0: that it would improve the quality of your food by 25%?
1: Well I don't know how they measure that first of all that percentage. Um, I can't say like, oh, I'm enjoying this 25% more, especially if I'm looking at my own face. I don't want to see my face while I'm eating. I, I've got food all over my beard. I don't want to see all that. Mm-hmm.
0: It just looks like a, a zombie, like <laughs> m- mowing down another human being when you eat.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, yeah, I, I don't know how you it would quantify the percentage of how much more you enjoy a food i don't know sometimes it there's so many different things that can go into it unless it's like the same food but it it could be even prepared differently at different times and then there's other things that go into it as well as like are you in the mood for that food Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i just don't there's too many things factors that go into this equation in my opinion
1: and and then I think, like, does it have to be my re- reflection? Can it just be a picture of myself? And mm-hmm. if that works, can it be a picture of anyone? And if it is require somebody moving, can I just watch a mukbang video while I eat? Yeah. Just watch <laughs> someone just down 13 pounds of uh,
0: deli meat. <laughs> that got me thinking as well. Like, what if you just watched, like, videos of a family reunion? And like all of your family members are just eating, wouldn't like would that, that just, intr- would that make your food better?
1: Wouldn't that just emphasize the depression and loneliness? <laughs> all these people are dead, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching uh, watching them eat, <laughs> so that my food tastes
0: better. <laughs> but that gave me an idea: we could start a side business where we just have a camera, we eat some meals, we have some discussion, leave a pause for the person to respond. Uh, keep them in the conversation, and you know uh, we sell it for fifty dollars a video. <laughs> yeah, and it could start a new trend. I think that's a market that has not been satisfied. <laughs> so you have never eaten in front of a mirror before?
1: Um, one time, but that was not um on purpose. <laughs> How, what if, like, you were putting
0: it in a in a, a a mirror box and ate <laughs> with multiple mirrors? Would it go up? Higher than twenty five percent?
1: Yeah, I guess one mirror is twenty five. So you what 100% or a hundred percent or seventy five percent?
0: A mirror cube? <laughs> mirror cube.
1: But then they just want to kill me, my reflection. Then <laughs> <laughs> no. the face starts changing. <laughs> Do if I stare at it too
0: long? <laughs> Here's a question: Do you even, like watch eating people? Or watch people eat? I absolutely hate like large groups of people eating. It, it's just, I don't like people's mouths moving when they're eating. <laughs> I mean, if I'm, if,
1: I'm, if I'm with the group, I don't care. But I'm not going to watch a video of a large group of people eating. And I certainly don't like the idea of people watching me eat.
0: Well, there's like some people that just eat really loud. They're not like self-aware of what's going on. It's they feels chew sloppy. with their mouth open. Yep, the jaw's cracking.
1: <laughs> their lips are smacking.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they take a drink and go...
1: Ah. <laughs> Look, I, my, when I was younger, my cousin did that on purpose a lot. He was drinking some soda, and he every he drank a sip every three seconds. Ah. Ah. Eventually, my grandma just yelled at him, "Stop that!" <laughs> we're uh,
0: we're teaching that to our daughter right now to to make that noise every, each time she takes a drink, <laughs> and it's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't you don't see high things for old people to sit in front of a mirror and watch themselves eat you don't think that's a good practice
1: I mean if it makes them happy, but I wouldn't recommend it
0: I don't know I think I might just be in a in a worse off place if <laughs> they- like that's what my life has become I have to watch myself eat to enjoy things
1: I don't know I mean if you're already depressed right and then you put a mirror in front of you so you can watch yourself eat and then you get this. Maybe you want to make it more romantic. So you dim the lights a little, put a candle. you just recreated the Bloody Mary scenario. You're going to see you're, your face
2: change. Mm-hmm, you're halfway
0: there. You just have to start <laughs> saying her name 13 times. And then you get a um, a dinner partner.
1: <laughs> yep. Have just, a bloody face.
0: Yep. Summon her on in. Have an extra plate for her. I mean, I'm sure no one's done that. She would, uh, I bl- I would hope she would be you know receptive of that appreciative
1: maybe that's the the trick you got to make her an offering like, that's why she w- slashes out at people cuz mm-hmm. nobody ever feeds her
0: or like the a few sources said that she helps some people that summon her mm-hmm. maybe
1: those are the ones she helps maybe those people had food on them
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the other article that we have is uh, dealing with a a portal to the other side which we are in angel <laughs> poltergeist movie curse endures 38 years on this also coming from unexplained mysteries both these articles uh, from uh, multiple years ago because they are, are mirror and other world related so <laughs> these aren't current on june 4th 1982 this chilling cult classic horror movie debuted to cinema audiences for the first time director toby hooper and producer and produced by steven spielberg the original poltergeist told the terrifying tale of a family who became besieged by a malicious haunting that culminated in their youngest daughter being pulled through a portal to the other side some of the stories that arose from the film's release however would end up becoming most almost as famous as the film itself many of them including the rumor that the crew used real skeletons instead of fake ones to save money turned out to be completely true they, they went the vincent price route nice most chilling of all, however, was the amount of misfortune that befell the cast and crew in the years during, the, during and following the filming of the movie and its two sequels. Just after the movie was released in 1982, the actress who played the older sister, uh, Dana, Dominique Dunn, was murdered by her abusive ex-boyfriend, John Sweeney. Then, around seven months before the release of the second movie in the series, the actor who played the evil spirit Kane, Julian Beck, succumbed to stomach cancer. The actor who played Taylor, Will Sampson, died one year later following a heart-lung transplant. The most tragic death of all relating to the series, however, was that of of its young protagonist, Heather O'Rourke, who died unexpectedly of septic shock following the release of the third film. They almost make it word that like the... She got... Septic shock from the really release of the film. <laughs> Whether or not you believe that these events were the result of a curse, there is no denying the impact that they have had on the film's reputation over the years. Whether or not potential future installments will suffer a similar fate, however, remains to be seen. So what do you think of the poltergeist curse,
1: Angel? I buy it. I mean, just to add to the article, Craig T Nelson? He's still alive, but he's starting coach, so. Are you saying that was a, uh, he was cursed to be
0: in coach? <laughs>
1: what do you got against coach? <laughs> well, I just came up with that joke. Okay, I love coach. <laughs> anyway. I have some um.
0: fond memories of watching coach at, like, uh, Nick at night. Uh, it, while in like middle school or high school, I don't know why I watched it. I don't even remember if I found it funny, but I I watched it. I was like,
1: "This is enjoyable." Well, anyway, what I was going to say is to add to the to the curse, Zelda Rubenstein, who played the uh, the the medium in the movies, mm-hmm. uh, she died in two thousand ten of of natural causes or uh, probably something curse related. Uh, uh, a mild heart attack? Mm-hmm. Could she had cursed. never recovered from a mild heart attack that she had gotten. So, Poltergeist Ghost, uh, Curse, <laughs> Beatrice...
0: Well, just just think, Angel, of all the people that have seen the movie and died.
1: Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> Beatrice Strait, who played Dr. Martha Lesch, also dead. I'm trying to find the the mention of
0: it's, death it's here. It's almost like a movie that was filmed at this point forty years ago. That's
1: it's a possibility that the cast is aged. James Karen, who who played Mr. Teague, also dead. I mean, they're. I'm I'm clicking on their names on the Wikipedia page, and you can they have their pictures, and they're like old already.
0: isn't oh no it's because they were like late uh 1950s early 60s actors they all looked like they're already 50 years old
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah those uh i guess those two <laughs> can be added to the list mm-hmm. or three
0: so we'll see if we are free of the curse since we have now spoken about it oh no i mean if i die it on my tombstone that's the poltergeist curse killed me.
1: I think I think that should be a thing where we can specify what curse it has affected us in our death. Because if you think about it, I think everyone that has died is probably related to some, a, a curse in some way. It's just which one. It's because there's competing curses. Some stronger than others.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I think that's uh, something to think about. Mm-hmm. Which curse is going to end you? What
0: about if they're all at once? I, well, I think we talked, I faintly remember like a, a super curse that we were talking about. I don't <laughs> remember the context of it, but.
1: <laughs> a super curse. Um. Yeah, I think, I don't remember, but I think I mentioned something about the curse. My, my curse would be something that will kill you when you're like 90. So nobody will ever suspect it's the Mm -hmm. curse. Then there's no way to to beat it (laughs) because no one thinks they're cursed. Yeah.
0: Man, what a curse. (laughs) Legendary. So with those absolutely glass shattering news stories out of the way, we have now acquired seven years of bad luck, Angel, in an effort to lessen our sentence, to plead down to a lesser crime, to ask for pity from the mirror world overlords. We have a task we must complete. We must investigate this week's entity so thoroughly. Exhaust every possible avenue of research and add just a pinch of the X Factor so that we can wow the metaphorical pants off of the mere world overlords. Only, only then can we truly escape the mere world. This is a life and death ranking angel. Do you know what the X Factor is?
1: No. What is the X factor? I was hoping you could tell me (laughs) because I don't know it. (laughs) We're not off to a good start. (laughs) I can tell you this much. When you said X factor, I saw it in my head as EX and not the letter X. So I can deduce that X in this case means something that we used to have, but not anymore.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Our good luck we need to get <laughs> our good luck because we have seven years of bad luck now.
1: of course it mm-hmm. all makes sense though
0: i need you to harness your inner power gather your chi and finally become the milk chugger you were destined to be i need you shooting on all cylinders for this one i need rapid fire jokes i need hilarious anecdotes that tie into the subject matter and i don't even really care if the anecdotes are just made up i need you to make me laugh so hard i begin to dry heave i am putting my life in your hands angel this burden has been thrusted upon your shoulders are you ready to bear it
1: No, but let's
0: do it. (laughs) It's a vote of confidence from you. (laughs) This week, we are going knee-deep in the swampy waters of Lee County, South Carolina. We've had our fair share of swamp creatures on this show, Angel, but this may be the granddaddy of all swamp entities, the Lizard Man. In your opinion, why do you think that entities such as the ones that we cover on this show can commonly be found in a swampy area
1: the allure of the swamp it's evocative of the imagination there's swamp gas and (laughs) nobody wants to go in the swamp who knows what's lurking in there So of course i mean we're
0: we're here and we're knee deep who wants to be knee deep in swamp water (laughs) exactly and then knee deep (laughs) i mean sometimes it's waist deep
2: Mm -hmm. you gotta get the
0: the extra long like rubber waders on up to your chest yeah and then the water gets in there and you're screwed
1: (laughs) don't worry i I got i got plans for that
0: (laughs) i think one of the reasons that like swampy areas become so popular for this sort of thing is just that there aren't many people there it's not somewhere that it's not a place that most people willingly go and so it's it's this becomes this area of like well what's out there? It, then that opens up the mind of anything could be out there. So why couldn't there be a lizard man out there? Why couldn't there be a skunk ape out there? Why couldn't there be a frog man out there? It just opens up this huge avenue of like well, whatever imagination creates could be in the swamp area. Baba Yaga could be out there, right?
1: Or a man eating armadillos, eating mm-hmm. them little piggies.
0: And then you have to club them with your lead pipe. And eat them. in, In order to investigate this entity correctly, we need to be prepared. In a split second, not only can we be attacked by a lizard man, there are several dangerous wild animals in South Carolina. I don't know if you have ever heard of these animals, Angel, but just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with, the area is rife with black bears. While not necessarily super aggressive, it's a dang bear. They also have copperhead snakes. In the falltime angel, these slippery, sneaky snakes are active during the day, and they damn near become invisible amongst the fallen leaves. You normally wear flip-flops <laughs> around the swamp, so watch out, or those little piggies of yours are going to get bitten. Beyond that, there are cottonmouths and coral snakes, and I, I mean, forget Cotton Eye Joe, we got cottonmouths. We got pit vipers to worry about in the swamp and then finally wasps and hornets and i truly believe wasps are demons that have escaped hell (laughs) so i need to know that you got my back in this investigation what are your top five things we need to survive the swamp to even have the luxury of hunting the lizard man
1: obviously we need the essentials right the first thing we're gonna need you mentioned it already would be knee deep in it is swamp boots, okay? It's no,
0: You're not bringing your, your foot flops this time.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> swamp boots prevent... What? <laughs> foot rot. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing you're going to want is walking sticks with mud caps because you can never be too safe with those swamp boots. That's a mud cap. It's a, a little cap that goes at the end of the walking stick so that it prevents the stick from getting I mean, uh, uh, stuck in the mud. Okay. <laughs> I, we need it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm here. To, I'm telling you, I got your back. Don't worry. I, I know all these things. Finally. Well, not finally. The third thing is we need swamp pants. <laughs> because if you're knee deep, you might end up being waist deep and mm-hmm. you, don't wanna, you don't want to, you don't want uh any water getting in there. You have little creatures that swim up your anyway, swamp pants. Can That's the boots
0: the... are the boots con- connected to
1: the pants? Yeah, it's the whole thing. Okay, yeah. So really I should have just left that as one thing because the swamp pants and the swamp boots are all <laughs> are the same one thing.
0: <laughs> so we that... have we have uh pants and a walking stick. <laughs> so far. In, in
1: fact in fact I might as well just say the shirt as well because you got <laughs> The whole it's just like a hazmat suit. We're in a hazmat suit now? (laughs) You just you're just going there like like in a beekeeper's outfit kind of thing, but it's it's airtight. The wasps. (laughs) Yeah, you don't wanna get stung by any any wasps. One thing that a lot of people don't think about is navigation. So you wanna use a sunstone for navigation. That's item number four. What's a sunstone, you ask? I'm glad you asked. It's a stone in which you view through the sun and it tells you where to go. Don't ask me how it works, but we'll figure it out.
0: Wait, you look through the stone and at the sun?
1: Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't that hurt your eyes? No, no, that's why you're looking at it through the stone.
0: Oh, I don't know why I thought the stone was like see-through. <laughs>
1: Come on. I guess
0: that's more of a crystal than a stone.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, um. You would have
0: said a sun crystal if that was the fact.
1: <laughs> it might be mythical in existence, but I'm sure it exists. <laughs> Sunstone.
0: I mean, we can at least find two, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and this one was given to me by the spirits from beyond. The final thing that we, we need to bring onto the swamp to survive to even get a chance to hunt this lizard man thing the one thing we need to bring and that thing is I will tell you it right now as soon as I finish saying the words that I am speaking <laughs> out to you now so the thing is a Tibetan singing bowl all those bowls that you like put the yes the thing around you
2: around the rim
1: yes see what happens is you make the sound and you're sending out these uh vibrations out into the world that um spread out from your point of location Mm -hmm. and as far as i can tell lizard men have vibration sensors so it throws them off and it confuses them yep it confuses them and you can somehow detect them with the sunstone so it all works together mm-hmm. and then you get in your hazmat suit and you trudge your way through the muddy areas towards the lair of the lizard and then when we get there we'll figure it out we'll just wing it <laughs> yeah because I, I i you know it's five items I, I don't have any more things to list i know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, we didn't even bring backpacks.
1: <laughs> I Yikes. was thinking I was thinking of initially making the list of all lists where like list number one is a backpack and then I tell you the things that are in the backpacks, it's like a mini list.
0: <laughs> it's like uh yeah, a sub list. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you didn't do that. <laughs> So, do you know what you do if you get bit by a cottonmouth snake angel? Pee on it. I was going to, no. First, (laughs) you have to resist the urge to pee on it. Peeing on snake bites does nothing and probably just wastes valuable time to get to that sweet, sweet antivenom. Oh, after?
1: I I meant on the snake. On the snake. (laughs) you, You have to dominate it by
0: peeing on it. After that urge passes of both peeing on the snake and on the snake bite, put your hand deep in your pocket and pull out that universal tool that you call a Swiss Army knife. Fumble through all of the options until you reach Cotton I Joe's razor, the axiom that states for the Lizard Man to have come from somewhere. The Lizard Man must therefore go somewhere. So where did the scape or swamp Lizard Man come from? I need you to imagine this angel we are entering the hypothetical hyperbolic time chamber imagine you are kidnapped you followed a mysterious man to a van who promises free candy as you often find yourself doing of course that damn sweet tooth does you in again he <laughs> says he has circus peanuts so your eyes nearly pop out of your head when you hear this he starts looking around the van and he says dang where are they? Hey, hey, dude, check under the seat. Maybe they fell down there. So you climb in, salivating at the, these potentially free circus peanuts that you may find under a seat in a stranger's van. He then strikes you in the head, knocking you out. You awaken in a dark room tied to a chair. From the shadows, the mysterious circus peanuts man says, you have one chance. Answer my question correctly or die. He asks you, where do lizard men come from? How do you answer him?
1: It came from outer space.
0: Does he believe you?
1: <laughs> I hope with that voice it does make
0: him believe. I mean, he doesn't because if it was a Vincent Price voice, he would have, I think, automatically believed you. But uh, that was like, I don't even know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let me let me try it again. Maybe, maybe you'll get it this time. It came It came It
0: came (laughs) At this point he's like Just uh, cutting up your ties And he's like get out just I don't even want to know where a lizard man came from anymore
1: and You're the wrong succeed person in escaping <laughs> <his> <laughs> clutches yeah.
0: As you laugh hysterically as you leave Still trying to say it came from outer space <laughs> So the scape or swamp lizard man Has been described as at least Seven feet tall Having a green and black rough skin Three fingers Long black nails And red glowing eyes Some eyewitness accounts even attribute an alligator-like face to it. What do you make of that description, Angel? When when you hear something dubbed the Lizard Man, is that description what you would have expected?
1: I guess the thing about Lizard Man is I hear I expect something uh, a little bit more lizard-like. I mean, green Mm -hmm. skin is, that could be anything. And I'm not the only one i have um i did my research on uh on the lizard man from a book written by lyle blackburn the book is called lizard man the true story of the bishopville monster Mm -hmm. and he he says something similar he says the mere name of lizard man can easily conjure images of a cartoonish creature with an extended jaw, scaly skin, and a long tail that drags behind as it leaves its lair in search of some poor soul to scare. He just it just scares people? That's his <laughs> yeah. his prime objective is a fright. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what I think of. I think he mentions something like Scooby-Doish in there somewhere too. Like, pull his mask off <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh there it is It's like something out of a Scooby Doo episode Something mm. like Lizard Man So yeah, I kind of get the same vibe And it's mm-hmm. like, so here in this description I'm like, that that doesn't jive with me at all Yeah, my, my mind is already
0: uh, Wasted by the Spider-Man, Lizard Man So I just expect mm. a man In a science coat with purple pants And like a, a green <laughs> shirt And he's just out there uh, you know, trying to foil Spider-Man's plans out well, in the swamp.
1: It's it's green. It matches. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he has more than three fingers, though. Why would you only have? Th- why would the lizard man only have three fingers? Do do all lizards only have three fingers? I don't no. think so. Like, why they <laughs> lose digits?
1: <laughs> they lose digits. That's the thing I've noticed a lot when people describe monster humanoids. They tend to have less fingers than the human part. Which is strange. What, what sort of
0: range of grasping would you have with only three fingers? He's at a serious disadvantage, isn't he?
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Is one is one of them opposable?
1: That's never really mentioned, is it? At, to me, it's always implied that one of them has to be at least opposable. I mean, even, even the
0: Simpsons have more fingers than a lizard man.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I never questioned that. <laughs> maybe maybe they don't have a possible My God.
0: So do they just like not pick anything up? <laughs> I mean why would they? Why would this one? I guess it doesn't need to, he's just gonna eat eat whatever he wants. Yep. I suppose. He's seven feet tall. You can't <laughs> teach that. Our lizard man encounter begins the night of June 29th in 1988 at the hour of 2 a.m. The book *American Monsters* by Linda Godfrey, which I've mentioned a couple of times on the show before, states the creature's appearance near a swamp outside of Bishopville sounds like a scene from a Hollywood movie. But for 17-year-old Chris Davis, the encounter was no cheap cinematic thrill. What is your favorite cheap cinematic thrill, Angel?
1: like jump scares. No. And <laughs> <It> scared <laughs> <Exactly>. me. <laughs> you see when like oh, I can't even do it.
0: <laughs> it's not like visual jump scares what I hate are noise jump scares. Oh. Of just just loud noises. It's just like that's it's such a crutch to use in <laughs> in movies and it's like all you did was uh, like shake me with noise that it, it wasn't scary at all. <laughs> It's just like honking a horn. Like, sure. <laughs> it it scared me because I was just abruptly hit with this loud
1: noise. It's not, I don't know. I mean, it's not even considered a scare. It's like a startle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess it is a cheap thrill. <laughs> Isn't it a thrill? I'm not thrilled by it. I'm more annoyed. It's a cheap annoyance.
1: I mean, I think a cinematic... A cheap cinematic throw, I think, implies that it's not the best thing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> has there ever been a good jump scare?
1: I, I think there has.
0: I mean, none of them jump out of my mind like that made the movie better.
1: I remember watching a video that talked about that specific thing, and they mentioned movies that do it well, but I can't remember.
0: I think I think my favorite is in Signs uh, when they're watching the video. I think it's from like uh, Bueno Aires. Of the first showing of the alien mm-hmm. is probably one of the best jump scares, and all it does is show the alien for like half a second. Uh, so I suppose that's a really well done one. But beyond that, I don't none jump out, out of my mind of like, whoa, that was memorable.
1: I think uh, in Alien, the reveal—it's uh, not really. I guess it's not really a jump scare, but it is. The reveal of the alien on the ship at the very end. I think if you're watching that in the theater and then you see that, you're like, "Oh God, it's mm-hmm. there! Look <laughs> behind you!" Mm-hmm. I
0: I thought of one that really scared me, and it's an, uh, more of like a noise one. I was watching uh, in the movie theaters when I was much younger, the movie Casper, and there's a scene where there's this like wrecking ball, and it just like it's a used as like a transition scene where there's just like this wrecking ball and loud noise. And like, I dropped my soda. It it was just so loud. (laughs) It startled me. At the same moment? (laughs) Yeah. Because it was so loud. Uh, It made me jump in my chair. It wasn't supposed to be scary. It was just that damn loud. (laughs) So that's my only memory of the Casper movie is that moment. For better or worse. I don't know. My
1: only memory of Casper was all the preteen girls my age, obviously swooning over uh, realistic Casper.
2: mm mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like,
1: who is that? Never seen that guy ever oh, again.
0: <laughs> man, oh man, he had it made.
1: <laughs> he was in Casper.
0: <laughs> All of this not not the Casper stuff, but what the Lizard Man things. This is like a parallel universe version of the Loveland Frog Man Angel. This time, rather than a businessman in a car, we have Mr. Chris Davis, a McDonald's employee, returning home from a late shift when his car tire blows out. Since we went there before in the Frogman episode, keep in mind his employment modifier here, Angel. (laughs) We will see if that influences you at all in believing his story. So, the absolutely brutally named book, Liars and Legends, The Weirdest, Strangest, and Most Interesting Stories from the South, by Emily Ellison, states... When Davis finished changing his tire, he started to get back into his car and he heard a ruckus in a bean field across the road. Davis described what happened next to the Associated Press. I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car and as I locked it, the thing grabbed at the door handle. I could see him from the neck down, three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked into my mirror and I saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt and then I could see his fingers through the front windshield where they curled around on the roof. I sped up and swerved, to shake the creature off, the damn thing! Teen Wolf rode the top of his car. Angel, what do you make of this encounter?
1: I mean, this lets me know that the, at least the, the the creature is somewhat fit
0: and, aggressive. It, and charged, aggressive. it charged him from a bean field. Yep. What's he doing in the bean field? <laughs> Eating beans? Did lizard men <laughs> eat beans? Are they lentils? I actually looked into it. It's supposed to be a butter bean field. Oh. So, Lizard Man, I guess loves butter, butter beans. beans. <laughs> we should have put it on our list of things to bring. What yep. were we thinking? <laughs> butter beans. How about this seemingly uncanny ability to catch up to Davis? Like, it was
1: fast, right? It was fast, but it also wasn't very far. Well, twenty-five yards. Well, I mean, twenty-five yards. This is where I go into my basketball knowledge thanks to my uh you're a b-baller fantasy <laughs> all of your fantasy sports yeah <laughs> or not fantasy sports but fancy athlete so yeah 25 yards is 75 feet and how many Shaquille O'Neal's is that <laughs> I don't know about that but that is <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar but that is the the length of the three-fourth basketball court sprint that is mm-hmm. Typically use when testing um running speed for yep. the uh, players. So, it I looked into this and uh, you know most of the top players are averaging around three seconds mm-hmm. to do that run. So that creature is gonna take if it's at uh f- at its fit most fit and running top speed, that creature is gonna reach this kid Chris in about three seconds. So he mm-hmm. needs to act fast.
0: I know, yeah. So it's really not surprising at all that it caught him caught up nope. to him that quickly. Nope. The thing that I thought of with this twenty five yard dash angel, I had almost like a like I was sh- struck by divine inspiration. So <laughs> you went you went basketball. A name came to mind: Chad Lewis. <laughs> this time. Not author Chad Lewis, but indeed NFL star Chad <laughs> Lewis, the six foot six, 248 pound beast of a man, Chad Lewis. And at the NFL Combine Angel, Chad Lewis was able to run the 40 yard dash in 4.88 seconds and reached a speed of 16.76 miles per hour. So, just like your basketball analogy, his 20 yard split he did in 2.88 seconds Ooh. and he also has a 119 inch broad jump angel so that means from a flat standing position just jumping out he 248 pound chad lewis can jump nearly 10 feet towards you Jeez. <laughs> so when i put this encounter through what i am calling the chad lewis lens i believe this thing was able to to run up on Chris Davis in that time and almost rip him out of the car. It is. I think Chris Davis was extra fast to be able to get back into his car. It wasn't like one of those horror scenes where he fumbles with his keys. Yeah. And like, uh, it's slowly walking towards him. <laughs> Michael Myers ask mm-hmm. fashion. And like, he just happens to get in a- after he tries like the seventh key on his keychain. I don't know. I think through this lens, it, it, might actually make the encounter even scarier because it makes it then more realistic that it was able to pounce on him that quickly. If Chad Lewis can do it, Angel.
1: <laughs> oh Well, you mentioned that, you know, Chris being able to get into his car quickly. I thought it was pretty insane, even though he's right. He's standing like behind the car or something.
0: Yeah, I think he's putting the flat tire in the back of his car. Yeah.
1: He had just finished putting the, the, the flat into the trunk. And then he says, I ha- I'm looking at, his um gosh, the word is leaving me right now, but I'm looking at his uh, his version of the story based on the book that I did my research on mm-hmm. he he had a ch- he was able as soon as he put the 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 tire in the trunk, he sees a thing coming down from the trees. so it wasn't it was in the trees it wasn't mm-hmm. in the in the butterbean field yeah he says he sees this thing coming down from the trees and he describes it. And then he says that he sees it getting closer by the second, and it's like how how, many, the, how many
0: seconds did he have to,
1: to to witness this exactly? And then he says he ran to the driver's side and got in, so he must have done that really fast mm-hmm. to to be able to do that.
0: So he did a he did a, a broad jump from the front of <laughs> from the back of his car to his to his door and just jumped in.
1: <laughs> but going back to my basketball analogy, if if the the lizard man can run that fast, but the thing is, I think Chris Davis can also compete because he also enjoys his game of b-ball. At least, according to the book, he was aspiring to be a professional basketball player.
0: Mm-hmm. So he would have the potentially athletic skill to outmaneuver the lizard man.
1: Yep. So it was—it's a—it was essentially a battle of strength between mm-hmm. these two. It it's who was was it John Henry?
0: That was like man versus machine.
1: Yes, the it's, train.
0: Yep. Now it's uh man versus lizard man. Man <laughs> won <laughs> round one. Man won.
1: I mean, I think John Henry won that one too, but he ended up dying.
0: <laughs> Could he become a ghost train? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. Oh God. We need, to, we need to save that for Ghost Train Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> it is at this point
0: that Davis returns home in a understandably shaken state. He had a friggin' lizard man riding on the top of his car and had to swerve to get it off. The first thing I think of is one of your absolute favorite movies, Angel, Police Academy, where one of the potential cadets in the very beginning decides he is going to the academy and his wife begins berating and yelling at him. I think she's still, like, wearing... Uh, now the word escapes me. Um, yeah, she has her curlers on and... Oh, my God, what the hell is the word? Her <laughs> robe. She has her bathrobe on. I don't know I couldn't think of bathrobe. And as he drives away, she jumps on the hood and he just drives down the highway with her yelling and then eventually just when he gets there launches her off the vehicle when he becomes comes to an abrupt stop so put yourself in chris davis's shoes angel after that encounter do you think you could have safely driven home or would you just be in like a state of shock and like an adrenaline
1: I've been in a state of adrenaline before, but I'm also able to keep my cool in those situations. I think I think I'd be okay. I once I once had a bee fly in my car. It's no it's no wasp, but <laughs> yeah. I have to I have to take him out.
0: You just uh take your hands off the wheel and clap them. Just clap the bee. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Make sure make sure uh its its end is not f- uh, facing mm-hmm. any of my palms.
0: Or you do the real alpha move and eat it just bite it out of the air and swallow
1: <laughs> yeah i wasn't feeling particularly hungry
0: how'd you get rid of it
1: well it um i got my umbrella that was in the car and i got it did you climb, open it <laughs> i got it to climb the umbrella and uh
0: then threw the umbrella out of the window of the car
1: <laughs> i mean I, I stepped i had to pull over but um i noticed that as i got i was you know kind of harassing the bee to get on the umbrella so i noticed the bee was trying to sting the umbrella I was like, <laughs> oh, so
0: you probably just made it angrier.
1: Yeah, but it didn't suspect it was me, so I was fine. Then I just shook it off outside.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it landed, and then you stomped on it. Yep. <laughs> Killed that sucker. No, then got in the car and drove over it and back and forth. And then, <laughs> dro- and, forth. then and then sped away. <laughs> Peeled your tires out and, and you said, no, I later,
1: a, I, B. I, I, I collected its remains. I went and found the hive. That it belongs to. And I sprinkled the remains in there to, sh- to teach them a lesson.
0: I thought you were going to say you like put it outside the, the beehive and then burned the beehive down. <laughs> Just took them all I pu- out. I
1: put the remains on a little toothpick mm. as a warning. <laughs> you,
0: took, you took the queen and tortured her. Oh, <laughs> Left little notes to say where the, the little bee workers could find their queen.
2: <laughs> you can find her head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have... 48 hours to save the queen. <laughs> well, it should have went that way. I don't know what you're thinking with an umbrella. So many chances to really take down the whole damn hive.
1: And, so, and, and lose their honey? No way. I don't
0: know why I like, pictured you like Winnie the Pooh going after their, their honey.
1: I'm exactly doing that. Just dipping my hands in. Mm-hmm. Um. Your
0: belly's hanging out from underneath your shirt, the <laughs> bottom of your shirt, yep. Pooh Baron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, just dripping down your face, all over your beard.
1: It is honey.
0: Yep. <laughs> and uh, they're not stinging you. They're they're just in shock at the scene of <laughs> your blatant audacity. disrespect.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: hmm And then you take the queen to run away. When. Chris Davis, when he woke his father and conveyed to him what the hell just happened, his dad found the mirror on the side of the car uh, the side of the car door twisted and hanging loose with deep scratches and grooves on the roof. Sheriff Liston Truesdale is even quoted as saying, "Something mauled that car. There was tracks all over the hood, A Chrome trim was pulled off and chewed. Whatever it was was strong. The book, Real Monsters, Gruesome Critters, and Beasts from the Dark Side by Brad Steger, indicates that in an effort to disprove what the teenager saw, the sheriff had Davis complete a lie detector test. The book then states, Christopher was pleased to agree, and by the time he had completed the test, the officers knew that they were probably going to be very busy over the next several weeks. The teenager was not making up a wild story. Something strange had occurred to him, and he was telling the truth about whatever had ripped into his car. What do you make of all this, Angel? McDonald's employees, which I know you are gravely biased against, and he passed a supposed lie detector test. Do you believe he saw what he claims he saw?
1: I'm glad you asked this question, because I do have some questions that remain unanswered. I can't find out any information about how McDonald's uh, working hours were back in the 80s. So I can only go based off what I found of uh, of how they work now. And from what I found, they're open till midnight on weekdays. And on the weekends, they're open till one in the morning. Mm -hmm. So... Chris, hey, gotta you gotta you just don't close and leave. Got
0: to clean up. You've Got
1: to make
0: sure everything's ready for the next shift.
1: Mm-hmm. So Chris Davis claims that he was uh, working the night shift at Mickey D's, and was headed home uh, around two thirty in the morning. So presumably he was working at one a.m. in the morning because. Mm-hmm. If he had closed at midnight, why would he be there for so much longer? Except this was on June 29th, 1988, which was a Wednesday. That means they should have mm-hmm. closed at midnight. Now, I'm assuming even if hours have changed at work, uh, in McDonald's, I don't see why they'd go backwards. Why would they be open later back in the 80s and then become more conservative as time went on? I don't buy that.
0: No. I mean, they get greedy, and they got to work people to the bone until, <laughs> until <laughs> 2 a.m.
1: <laughs> Especially a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, I well, don't know. He's got school the next day. Well, I thought about that, but it was June, so it was summer. Oh, yeah,
0: it's summer. Yeah, well, summer's cool.
1: He could have been in summer school. I can't find any information on that.
0: We need his report cards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But either way, he could have used that as an excuse. So why would McDonald's hold him for much longer? Something happened. He finished working on midnight. And then something happened from that time to 2 o'clock that he stayed. Who knows? Maybe he was hanging out with some friends. And he saw something else. Maybe he was being chased by somebody. And he didn't want to admit who it was.
0: Maybe the McDonald's he worked at was two hours away.
1: Maybe. (laughs) But I don't buy it. (laughs) Anyway. Just saying.
0: Um, I mean, there are valid questions to bring up of... Which never seems to be questioned. I never saw any any hard questions about his story, really. Just sort of retelling of what he
1: said. Now, what I find particularly interesting is that he did he says he that he his tire uh, he blew out a tire driving home and there's a photo in this book there's a photo of the road that he uh, essentially blew out a tire blew out his tire in. that looks scary as hell <laughs> it's a dirt road there's grass everywhere and I'm like, this is at two thirty in the morning. And he says he could see by the moonlight, thank goodness. Without moonlight, he wouldn't be seeing anything. <laughs> Did he not In have the eighties, there's no, no headlamps? flashlights. There's no <laughs> nothing. There's no way. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know how he kept this cool even until he mm-hmm. and then he and then he sees this thing coming down from the trees. So now I'm wondering how much moonlight was there really that he could mm-hmm. see something twenty five yards away coming down from the trees and he can distinguish its color as far as i can tell when you're out in darkness and you only have moonlight to to get by on things everything is gray mm-hmm. so i, I mean, not this,
0: this is some sleepy hollow ichabod crane <laughs> shit going on like it'll be scary yeah. just like remove even just the encounter being rushed by a seven foot tall figure in the in the moonlight mm-hmm. um just changing your tire that late at night On that type of terrain Would be yep. um, Frightening Because you, you, yeah. you just feel like Things are, are Watching you at that point
1: Yep Yeah So I, I'm Certain something happened I don't know if it's Exactly how he uh, Described it But mm-hmm. I don't know I think maybe There is more human than There is more man than lizard In this situation What's the Guy doing up in the tree Then at 2 a.m. Well, that like I That's said, who knows, who knows what he saw in in, in this darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it looked like it came down from the tree. I don't know. What's also interesting about his uh, his version from the book is that he says that when he ran to, when he got into the the car, he saw the 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 creature was still like two yards away, and he can view it from the outside of the. From his uh, window. And from two yards away, it jumped on the roof of the car. Dang. It was Chad Lewis. Chad Lewis (laughs) was in that tree. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is what happened. It jumped on the car. He was sitting in the car. He wasn't actually driving. Because he had just gotten in. And um, that's when he decided to turn on the car. He stomped on the gas pedal. And this causes the creature to fall off. And he's mm-hmm. driving at 35 miles per hour. And he says the creature was running and caught up to that.
0: It, it Terminator 2 <laughs> does him in. Like yep. it runs at him. <laughs>
1: it, it caught up to him and then got on the roof again. So. I mean, what did he do to piss this thing off? <laughs> I mean, he looked at it funny. I don't know. <laughs> just, just imagine. No, don't change <laughs> tires over uh-huh.
0: here. Lizard man coming out of his nesting tree <laughs> and just. <laughs> Bum rushes, yeah. My maybe God, was,
1: maybe it was lizard woman being territorial. She says, mm-hmm. "I
0: got my babies." Got babies, yeah. <laughs> so surprisingly, Angel, the sightings did not end with Chris Davis, or really even start with him. Dozens of people reported encounters with the entity. So the book "Real Monsters" tells of George Holloman Jr., who reported seeing the entity while collecting water from a well. A couple reported to the sheriff that they struck a huge lizard-like bipedal creature at roughly 12.30 a.m. What's with people hitting cryptids with their cars this season, Angel?
1: And and then doing it so late.
0: <laughs> Why are so many people driving
1: around after midnight? And then hitting <laughs> bipedal things in the road. I mean, does that mean that they killed somebody or hit somebody? And they're like, oh, it must have been... Creature. That's
0: always my first thought. Like, <laughs> oh shit, we just hit a man. Let's tell the sheriff it was the lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> we got our out, babe. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> we just have to still, tell the same story forever. Until we
1: die. Mm-hmm.
0: This is our death pact. <laughs> it was then that state troopers Mike Hodge and sheriff's deputy Wayne Atkinson found three crumbled 40 gallon cardboard drums. And seemingly attributed this to the entity. I have no earthly idea what the purpose of these drums could be. Do you have any ideas, Angel? And I saw repeatedly, sto- like mentioning of these forty-gallon cardboard drums,
1: like like things I, that contain something, or
0: yeah, I don't know if it's a drum like a container or a drum the instrument that <laughs> <laughs> made no. It just it just repeatedly said they found forty-gallon cardboard drums. But then I, mean, I thought, look, a forty-gallon cardboard—that can't hold anything. It's cardboard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless it's like thick cardboard.
0: But it can't certainly hold water.
1: <laughs> well, what, what would be the purpose of these drums, and why is it a lizard man thing? Is
0: it implication that the lizard man was transported in, in this cardboard drum?
1: <laughs> or the lizard man plays music. <laughs>
0: His war drums? <laughs> Starts playing his drums they in the got, tree they got and run jumps out at it. cars.
1: <laughs> they got run over by the cars and he's mad and now he's getting revenge. Mm-hmm. My drums!
0: Yeah. Was, he's a vengeance demon.
2: Now,
0: <laughs> so the trooper and deputy then found what they referred to as humongous footprints, 14 inches long by 7 inches wide in red clay. The book Mothman and Curious Encounters by Lauren Coleman, which I've also mentioned on the show before, states the officers followed the tracks for 400 yards. The officers backtracked and found new prints impressed in their car's tire tracks. According to state wildlife biologists, the footprints matched no known animal species, the book says. So this implies that the lizard man was nearby, possibly even watching the two officers. What do you make of the tracks being found now
1: i mean i feel like the more we talk about it the more it sounds like lizard man just i mean just replaced with bigfoot and you get the same thing
0: there are actually things that i read about that were are trying to link bigfoot to this encounter because of the footprints but then people are saying but it has three feet bigfoot doesn't have or it has three it has three toes bigfoot doesn't have three toes and there's a stuff like fight about the footprints.
1: Uh, I mean, a, a three-toed footprint could be a bird. A, a crane? A, a crane.
0: <laughs> Mega crane? the The,
1: <laughs> the Thunderbird crane? The th- My gosh. I mean, I'm trying to see how... Uh, they said 14... How how big was it?
0: 14 inches long 14 by seven inches, inches wide.
1: I mean that looks like a sandhill crane's foot.
0: <laughs> I mean my my man Shaquille O'Neal has bigger feet than that.
1: Yeah, I I, I'm, I think the sandhill crane has been <laughs> grossly uh, misidentified throughout the years.
0: Man, port like West Virginia, South Carolina, do they know what cranes are? <laughs>
1: They probably think this, those, uh, the only crane they know is the the, the construction machines.
0: <laughs> they think crane footprints and they're like <laughs> treading in the mud, it's a crane footprint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I I just have to think that the, well, a crane's footprint isn't seven inches wide though. Is it though? <laughs> no, they
1: got little dainty
0: feet. <laughs> little bird bones um, bird feet aren't seven inches wide or no they're not.
1: Uh, it could be like a webbed foot
0: like a pelican or something
1: or yeah like a duck big ass duck <laughs> You should see the ducks we have down here. <laughs> those, those South Carolina ducks
0: are different. <laughs> Pretty much overnight this story exploded. The sheriff said he was getting calls from London and Sydney, places all over the world, asking questions about the creature. There was a $1 million reward put out for the creature's capture, which would certainly put people in a frenzy. Can can you imagine that story? Someone asks, hey, how did you become a millionaire? And your response is, I, I captured the lizard man. Is there any better rags to riches story possible, Angel?
1: Maybe, um... Winning, going on a game show, like who wants to be a millionaire, winning something, and then just spending the rest of your life writing books on uh, your favorite stuff.
0: I mean, does it get better than that? No. <laughs> <laughs> the book Weird Carolinas states the Charlotte Observer staged a, uh, which is a newspaper, staged a Name That Lizard contest. Among the suggestions were Newt Rockney, Sal. Amander, Lone Lee Lizard, and, in case it turned out to be a girl, Liz Erdman and Allie Gator. Any favorites there, Angel?
2: I hate all of them.
0: You're not. You're not. You're not. Uh, touched by Sal Amander or, <laughs> like, did Sal Amander sign the Declaration of Independence? With with uh S Lunderman. <laughs>
1: Well, I got a joke for that. (laughs) It's coming up.
0: Well, I mean, we have to get out of the mirror world, so better be a damn good... I mean, I said I need your best jokes this episode. So let's toss our hats in this contest 30-some years late, Angel. Let's make Chad Lewis both the author and NFL player proud here. (laughs) What would you call the entity?
1: I chose S. Litherman. (laughs)
0: Slitherman. Slitherman. Get over here, Slitherman. S. Slitherman. I'm going with the Carolina Quetzalcoatl. It already had godly Chad Lewis powers by being able to run that fast and jump that far. So, of course, not the author Chad Lewis, NFL player Chad Lewis. So, he needs a godly name, the Carolina Quetzalcoatl. But I like S Lither.
1: Alternatively, <laughs> alternatively, you can say you can call it the Chad Lizerman.
2: <laughs> Chad Lizerman. Mm-hmm.
0: Or
1: the uh,
0: <laughs> the Bishopville Visitor. <laughs> <laughs> the Bishopville Bishop. <laughs> Just ordain him. <laughs> as we have seen time and time again on the show, Angel. It's all fun and games with these creatures until someone pulls out a gun and starts shooting. The Weird Carolinas book states, Things finally got out of hand. An airman stationed at nearby Shaw Air Force Base fired five shots from a 357 Magnum at what he described as a 5'6 creature he saw running along US-15. He claimed that one of the shots wounded it in the neck and then it then stumbled bleeding off into the swamp. Angel, did that airman just kill a dude? I believe so. He he's shooting at people. <laughs> he shot a guy in the neck, I think. And Well <laughs>
1: do you do, do you have his name? Uh the guy that got shot or the airman. The airman? No. Well, his name is Kenneth Orr. And <laughs> On August is this 11th. A joke? <laughs> uh, no, no, no jokes. August 5th is when he did the shooting. August 11th, he was charged with unlawfully carrying an unregistered on an unregistered gun. Oh,
0: Kenneth kind of, he shouldn't have left Shaw Air Force Base. Just, I think he was out looking to shoot people. He must have had some sort of PTSD. I mean, five. Uh, the thing was described as seven feet. He just he shot what he described as five six. I mean. That's, I don't know if I can. Could... <laughs> she shot you in the neck. He shot me. <laughs> You're just out there at, doing a night jog. <laughs> you get shot in the neck and have to dash into the swamp to die. <laughs> oh man, it's how do these things happen? How do they happen? He was just carrying around a magnum and was ready to pop off. He shot five
1: shots. Yeah, Some poor bastard doctor. And apparently it was an unregistered magnet. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, man. And he's an airman. <laughs> I mean, come on. Gotta do better. Gotta do better. Air Force, mm-hmm. dude. So where did the lizard man go? I suppose if you are believed, the airman who says he shot it in the neck, the lizard man was murdered that night. Or possibly... The one of several people who reported hitting Lizard Man with their cars could have killed it. The Liars and Legends book, which such a, a brutally named book really <laughs> primes you for their subject, the Liars and Legends book <laughs> brings up that local believers speculated the Lizard Man hid in the swamp for a year, and then in the fall of '89, which saw Hurricane Hugo hitting the area with winds of more than 120 miles per hour, possibly. It was killed in the storm or had to move to a new location due to a destroyed habitat. The book Mysterious South Carolina mentions that a 2015 Huffington Post article tells of a woman leaving a church near Bishopville seeing a creature running near some trees and snapped a picture of it. Following that, a man submitted a video of a dark figure with a tail running into the woods near Bishopville either the lizard man survived the 80s or we potentially have new lizard men in the area with that being said what the heck is this entity so the mothman and other curious encounters book states that john keel who authored the mothman prophecy book uh, believes that mothman and other glowing eyed beasties and creatures from the black lagoon are nothing more than demonological elementals here to cause trouble in your opinion angel is it a demonological elemental here to cause trouble?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: You don't think I it's think, a uh, demonological ent- elemental? <laughs> what el- what element is he? Uh, uh,
2: Fire, earth, I mean, earth? water. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, a demon
1: I, earth elemental. But even still, I have no idea <laughs> what that man is talking about, John Keel. He's a <laughs> demonological <insane. laughs> elemental. That sounds like uh, something out of. Um, was that uh, Invincible?
0: Are you talking M. Night Shyamalan or the, um, the, the uh, Kirkman uh, comic Kirkman. book? Kirkman, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's a demon. Yeah, there's demons. No, oh, there.
0: wait, wait, no. Invin- what did M. Night Shyamalan do? Was that Invincible? Uh,
1: Unbreakable. <laughs> Unbreakable, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a demonological elemental <laughs> even is. Like, he wrote the Mothman prophecies. I don't think he I don't think he concluded that that wasn't a demonological elemental, did he?
0: <laughs> I mean, I remember it being like a ultra terrestrial creature, but uh I mean th- those are the first times I ever saw demonological elemental in my life.
1: <laughs> I also wanna uh point out that you said that somebody submitted a video of a dark figure with a tail. Mm-hmm. That's. I think that's one of the first instances that this creature has been described with having a tail. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, certainly Davis didn't describe it with a tail.
1: Um. There was somebody else that also described it with a tail. I think it was Colonel Mason Phillips.
0: A colonel.
1: Mm-hmm. He also was one of the few that has sighted the thing. Did but. he have a
0: Magnum with him?
1: <laughs> he did not shoot at it. But I, I, I specifically wrote his name down because he mentions it had a tail. Ding.
0: Do we have multiple entities in Bishopville?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing one of them is just an iguana with a tail.
0: <laughs> it didn't get chopped off. It's not Frogman. It <laughs> so, doesn't have the, a wand, though. Oh, well, if he had a wand, <laughs> we could be in a whole nother world now the book also mentions that in the 1980s a canadian paleontologist named dale russell promoted the idea that reptiles had as much a chance to evolve as an intelligent bipedal form as did the mammals do we have an evolved reptile angel
1: well i don't think this particular instance we have an evolved reptile uh, most of the evolved reptiles are disguising themselves as Famous people and celebrities. I thought you were going to say
0: cranes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Obviously, I'm talking about the reptilian agenda. Um, We're going to get into that. The author
0: of the book also throws this in. Are these beasts future time travelers lost in some time-space warp? Was John Titor a lizard man angel?
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) why would he be a lizard man? Well, the thing is... What's interesting about the lizard man name is apparently, the first time um, Truesdale, the sheriff, uh, yeah, the sheriff um, was alerted to something was uh, this family called um, the Way family. They called because there's something had messed with their car, and they looked at it. It was mangled up, and there was like some red fur on it, so. They sent the fur. fur. Yeah, they sent the fur in to be analyzed. Skunk ape. (laughs) They believe it might might have been a fox and possibly a bear fighting in the area. But they're like, "Mm, I don't know if a bear could have done this to the car. A bear
0: fought a fox.
1: That's that's the story they went with.
0: That's not a fight. That's a that's a killing. (laughs) Fox has no chance against a bear.
1: (laughs) Well, whatever the case, it was this that sparked the whole. According to the book, it said that Truesdale then uh, kind of put out a message saying, "Does anybody else have any like weird sightings or something happening to your car?" And that's when Chris Davis said, "Hey, I actually saw something." Mm. Back to what I was saying was that um, Truesdale. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what the hell I was talking about.
0: <laughs> about John Yeah. <Titor? laughs>
2: What about John?
0: Well, I asked if he was a lizard man. <laughs> and then, I think you started saying something about the origins of the lizard man name,
1: maybe. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> so, so Truesdale, uh, he, he had a buddy named JJ. I don't know who JJ is. It just goes by JJ in the book. And he talks to JJ, and he says he tells him about this case that you know, the car, you know, that was all ma- mangled up. And then he mentions if there had been any other weird stuff. And the, and JJ says, oh, are you talking about the lizard man? And that was apparently the first time he had heard of that name. Mm-hmm. And that's when it stuck. So it's, but in reality, it's not really a lizard as we've seen. The, the, the descriptions don't really fit that of a lizard until we mm-hmm. have those where it's like, oh, it's got a tail. Right. Yeah. But.
0: And what the hell is it's Vendetta against cars? <laughs>
1: It doesn't know, make sense.
0: It. Like it, it just keeps going after cars. It does. It's so weird.
1: <laughs> maybe it doesn't like its shiny, the shiny metal.
0: To see its reflection for the first time and think it's another lizard man.
1: <laughs> it sees another face. <laughs> a face changing. <laughs> a face changing event. So, so maybe Chris Chris was scared. It was coming after him, but I think it was just going straight for his car. His car, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have dirty cars there. Yeah. <laughs> Another option was that they are infrequent visitors from ultra terrestrial plane. Do we have dimension hoppers? I think so. A possibility (laughs) as good as any of the others. Yeah. (laughs) Another option that from the book is have these stepped out of flying saucers? Do we have aliens on our hands? A Hopkinsville goblin in Bishopville goblins form.
1: Well, wouldn't dimension hoppers also be some sort of alien?
0: Would they? I mean, what if the other dimension was from Earth?
1: But it's not our Earth.
0: But wouldn't they be called Earthlings?
1: Would they? I don't know. (laughs) I would say so. (laughs) I need to speak to some dimension hopping creatures. We got to get this nomenclature down. Mm -hmm. But yes, these are the Anunnaki.
0: (laughs) I, I... it was like a, a fever dream. I saw that in a book, and then I couldn't find the book again. <laughs> I was like, where's the book that said that they're Anunnaki? They're all you. And uh, it got wiped from Google. I couldn't find it again, <laughs> and it really made me angry. And then we have the author even bringing in a theory that they are contemporary versions of mermen, mermaids, and mer-beings. How about that?
1: W- wouldn't they be in water? I mean, I don't understand. Did they all go through uh, Maybe the... some
0: sort of evolution of that
1: Then they wouldn't be mer-anything anymore
0: <laughs> They'd just be
1: Human <laughs> They'd, They'd just be men <laughs> out of the oceans <laughs> Ningen
0: would they, would they be aliens? Maybe <laughs> Anything else that you wanted to add Before we get into the rubric of power
1: I feel like we should get all the people that uh, Throw out these theories Get them all together in the room and be like And tell them what we tell them. Like, why can it all be all these things? (laughs) And yes, fight.
0: (laughs) Why why is it not a sandhill crane? Explain that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, start poking the bear. The sleeping bear.
0: (laughs) I mean, we have to watch out for black bears.
1: Why isn't it Bigfoot?
0: (laughs) What's your argument that it's not Skunk Ape? (laughs) So then let's Chad Lewis... 10-foot jump straight into the rubric of power. What are the powers of the lizard man?
1: I mentioned the three-fourth basketball court sprint. And... Oh, just just
0: to interrupt you, I like how we both independently made uh, sports analogies (laughs) in this
1: episode. (laughs) Yeah. While I was researching that, I found an article that asked, can Usain Bolt be a good basketball player? And they Just because bunch...
0: you're fast does not mean you're good at all
1: other sports. My God. Yeah. So he did a bunch of calculations about how he would fare in the three-fourth sprint, and he came out with, um, he would do about 2.95 seconds. Running that sprint, so I'm attributing the lizard man with Usain Bolt speed, and I attributed him with Chad Lewis speed. <laughs> <laughs> I also came away with thinking that it's a pretty strong creature, mm-hmm. um, stronger at least. I wrote down stronger than the strongest human. I don't know if that's true, but
0: <laughs> could could the leatherman compete in the strongman in the strongman competition?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I, I then I wrote down I. It can bang up a car, so I mean, everyone talks about how it's all ma- the car is mangled. It's mangled, it's mangled and mauled. Yeah. Uh, it's got claws. And I wrote it's not impervious to bullets, but it can take a few hits. You can get shot in the neck. <laughs> My version was uh that it got shot in the neck, but it, it, it like kind of like was stunned for a bit and then it like ran away. <laughs> so I took that to mean as a one hit, it's not gonna take it down. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> but I mean that's that's pretty much all the of the powers. There's, there's no magic wand. I mean it's Sadly. got glowy eyes, but mm-hmm. doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it's
0: got uh it's got Mothman eyes.
1: That's another thing I was wondering about. Like why do all these things always have red eyes, red glowing eyes? I don't get that. <laughs> I gave it a power of two.
0: Yeah, that's a very similar boat. I gave it a two point one five, just a tad bit higher. Like when I initially read it, I did think it was super fast. Um but then, like, once I actually looked into how fast other people can actually run 25 yards, then I was like, oh, wait, that's not extraordinary or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, like, adequate. It's normal. <laughs> um, and and then I thought, could could Chad Lewis, the author, run a 2.88 20-yard dash? And I was like, I, I've met him. I suspect he can't. But you never know how explosive a person could be. Yeah. in a 20-yard dash, so maybe he could. I don't mm-hmm. know the things. It seems really aggressive. Like, no one was doing anything, <laughs> and it just, like, <laughs> bum-rushes them <Yeah. laughs> out of nowhere. And I think this is our first entity that has been so unexplainably aggressive.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And then you never know what it wants. Like, it, we don't know if it's attacking them, if it's running to help, if mm-hmm. it's, uh, like the Mothman, and it's Intentions are being incorrectly interpreted. I mean, that could be a situation. Maybe he was running to try to help Chris to change yeah. his tire. <laughs> a good Samaritan lizard man. So, yeah, I gave it a 2.15, just a tad bit higher than adequate. So, how about the detectability of the creature?
1: This thing apparently only comes out at night or like really late at night, 3 12 12 in the morning, 3 in the morning. It
0: stands in the road
1: <laughs> and gets. <laughs> It it gets sighted by the moonlight. Sometimes it gets hit by cars. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it gets shot at. But you never, there's never any captures of the thing. There was yeah. a million dollar reward. Exactly, and nobody got it. <laughs> it got shot at, but doesn't really like it ran away or it went into the swamp. Whichever version you have, there's no, there's no catching this thing. This detectability, I gave it a 2.75.
0: I went a different route. I wrote down that everybody was seeing it. Everybody. <laughs> For months, they were seeing it. And then there was the footprints. Even if it could be any other creature, they attributed it to the Lizard Man. A ton of car damage. Just mauling of these cars. The, the million-dollar reward. There's the newspaper that w- was trying to name it in a contest. Like it was, it became like worldwide almost overnight. People are still seeing it today. At least they're they believe to they attribute what they're seeing to the lizard man. So I gave the detectability of it a point seven five. How about the lore?
1: The lore, I I gotta admit I'm a bit biased, but from, just from this book, I was able to get so much information from this book alone. And I, I I was so fascinated with everything that is, is mentioned. You know, it doesn't matter if this creature is real or not, the the, the people that witness these things, they seem very genuine in their mm-hmm. in their reaction and their sighting. They're you know Chris Davis wasn't just like, Oh, I saw the thing. He was like scared out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um and his him and his father were both like like yeah no he was scared like there's like this isn't some sort of in fact Chris I guess when when this happened he became pretty uh, famous I guess locally and then maybe even nationally at some point radio stations were asking to interview him at some point he was gonna get do an interview on the Oprah show dang and he apparently ended up canceling that because he he was at that point he I think he he just. It got to him. He was like, this is too much. too
0: much, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then from then on, he just, I guess, stopped doing, you know, public things. But, yeah, it's, I think, all of these things, it's just very interesting to to read about these kind of things. As I was reading the book, I was like, you know, they should make, like, a movie. Not Mm -hmm. about, like, not like a horror movie, but like, like... Something about these events and how it affected the people. I give it a three.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed Chris's story. The entire encounter and speeding away with it on the top of his car, I think, is is really cool. And he seemingly 100% believed that this happened. Like, that this creature was out there. Sadly, Chris Davis was gunned down in his home back in 2009. So, we won't hear him talk of this any further but i did watch an interview he gave and he seemed completely genuine in in his description of this and and uh yeah like you said it was just like a genuine encounter that he had but at the same time like i suppose if it was a lie once you go this route of a, a lizard man rode the top of your car like you have to commit to that story for life there's no, there's no changing your story. There's no frogman. Uh, it, it was just a lizard, <laughs> or it was just an iguana. Like, yeah. um, it's also intriguing that so many other people reported things. I do, I, I like how it, it did take the area by storm. It got worldwide attention for such like, probably an encounter with Chris that took uh, probably ten seconds at the most from the time he got yeah. in his car and drove away, and it jumped on the car and then had to swerve it off like it wasn't a long encounter you know the million dollar reward was out there in in my research though as far as the lore score i am completely confident that this is different than the supposed like reptilians or space-born lizard men like there didn't seem to be any evidence to me that to logically link the two and i don't know if logical is the right word to use there but like, there is never any impression that it was an alien or anything like that. So yeah. I landed on the Lorne Mystique at a 2.75. Certainly, I suppose if it was linked to the greater lizard men of the universe, then it would be exponentially higher. But um, it's its own thing, I think. Yeah. How about the cunning and intelligence of it?
1: This thing gets irrationally angry it just weather. sees it sees red and uh, dashes <laughs> at you and attacks it, yeah it's, it's either attacking you or a car I don't know which one <laughs> it's coming after because there's always a person and a car involved mm-hmm. the only evidence that can point to cars is that first uh, uh, the, the story I just told you where these the, couple, the the family just came outside and saw this car was their car was all mangled up so it it, it is an aggressive creature. It's, you know, by its description, it's humanoid. And it's seven feet tall. I mean, that's kind of hard to miss. It just doesn't do anything other than attack cars <laughs> or or get hit by them. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe it was playing, you know, maybe it getting hit by cars because it was trying to attack the car and it <laughs> miscalculated, You miscalculated. <know>? Stay on <laughs> a damn road, Lizard Man. <laughs> <laughs> so... And I don't know if there's only if there's just one or if there's many lizard men, like a whole family of them.
0: Uh, If there's one, then I think it's score goes greatly down because it keeps falling to the same tricks of
1: (laughs) uh, attacking
0: cars and getting hit by them.
1: It just can't. It can't. The the allure is, is too strong. It doesn't seem to do much other than attack cars so I gave it an intelligence of two
0: yep uh same exact spot a two there was nothing abnormal in intelligence of in- increased intelligence but it also wasn't overtly dumb like there seemed to be some intelligence in it so adequate how about then the pop culture of lizard man
1: so the pop culture of lizardman I, I I put a a three question mark on it because it it clearly uh was popular in the town but there are other in pop, in 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 pop culture there are men type things like movies uh like the creature from the black lagoon but these movies came out before the whole lizardman thing so who influenced who i wonder i don't know i don't know if i should count that as part of pop culture or not at the same time they're still being made. It's not like they stopped. I decided to include it because and include those things because, you know, they're lizard creatures. Like why not? Like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe art was imitating life and life was imitating art. We don't know who influenced who. And I think it it, should, it still counts. It should all count as pop culture anyway. So yeah, that's my stance. A three.
0: As you were saying that, I, I thought of this show that I watched on Nickelodeon, and I couldn't think of what it was because it had Lizardmen in it. And it was Land of the Lost was the show. <laughs> and then I looked into it. I was like, this show was made in the 70s. That Was there a, a remake that was done?
1: Yes, there was. And then and then there was uh, the movie, no?
0: I never saw the movie because that one had uh, Will Ferrell in it. I did yeah. not see that one.
1: Yeah, there's the series from the 70s, and then there's a remake that came out in the was it
0: 80s. Land of the Lost, the 90s version, was one I was thinking of. And it had a little tiny, like... That monkey thing? Well, the little dinosaur guy, I think, too. It was a little monkey guy. Yeah, the monkey guy wore sunglasses (laughs) sometimes. Oh, man, I haven't thought of this show in a long time. I don't know if I want to think about this show. (laughs) But... Uh, that was the only reason I thought it was because it's the Lizardman, but the it, it, this is one of those like regional things. There is a lizard, an uh, entire Lizardman weekend, a whole festival. Mm-hmm. Lizardman also has a Lizardman of Scape or Swamp beer. So there's that's the actual name of the beer, Lizardman of Scape oh. or Swamp beer by Tired Hands Brewing Company. They want full name, <laughs> just nice. took the name, and it's not made anymore, so you can't buy it. But it was out there. Uh, one thing I saw was crazy during the uh, a total eclipse uh, in 2017. South Carolina Emergency Management tweeted a map of possible lizard man sightings from 1980 to 2001, overlaid on the path of the eclipse, with a tongue-in-cheek warning that stated, "This historical map is in response to recent media reports and poss- about possible paranormal activity associated with the upcoming total solar eclipse." S C E M D does not know if Lizard bec- if lizard men become more active during a solar eclipse, but will but we advise that residents of Lee and Sumter counties remain ever vigilant. So that's a neat thing for emergency management to get involved in during a, an eclipse. That's <laughs> fun. I'm sure people out there are like oh, the government, they're involved. They know. Yep. There's tons of lizard man apparel out there. So if you want a lizard man shirt, they have one in your size. So I landed uh, for the lizard man in a uh, a 2.25. A lot of adequate on my book for the lizard man. Mm-hmm. So where did you fall for uh, overall score for the lizard man?
1: I have calculated a 12.75.
0: And I was at a 9.9. I think this is one of the times that we've been significantly off from each other. So, the combined score in the rubric of power for the le- Scape or Swamp Lizard Man is an 11.325.
1: Wow. <laughs> that places it right below the Mongolian Deathworm and above the Snallygaster. Ooh,
0: Snallygaster,
1: fun. Oh, wait. I lost my score already. No, it's below the Snally oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is above Ooh. the Hopkinsville Goblins. What did the Goblins get out? Remember? A 10.7915.
0: <laughs> what a score. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done one in a while, Angel. How about an amalgamation corner to make the lizard man the best lizard man that he could be? What would you add? To the lizard man
1: we this is a, a rare moment because we, we established that this creature is aggressive mm-hmm. but it's not very uh, smart up in the think tank <laughs> So I want to imbue it with more critical thinking skills so that it stops at- attacking the shiny cars and actually does something uh, um, productive with its aggression. What can make it smarter? Santa can't use Santa. Santa's too strong. <laughs> Baba Yaga, yes, I've used Baba Yaga's house, but not <laughs> Baba Yaga herself. <laughs> so yes, my my combination would be Baba Yaga's magic abilities.
0: So potentially, the loser man could get his wand.
1: <laughs> yes. And actually use it better than the frogman.
0: <laughs> oh, so the lizard man could begin casting spells. This also means people could be going out there for advice from the lizard man. Would he be aggressive to them <laughs> when they come for advice?
1: Well, that's why you gotta take uh, take your what is it butter beans to, <laughs> to appease it. Um, you gotta ask somebody who knows what, how to find the lizard man. Got to give him directions <laughs> how to get there.
0: <laughs> the The first one that popped into my head was because this poor lizard man, we know he hates cars. And we had another individual that hated cars. We had a, a, a story that had that running the same speed as a car next to it. We had another story of the entity getting into the car and driving away. And then they like kept the old timey car. It is the amalgamation of the lizard man with the melon heads, so we have a seven foot tall lizard creature with like a another two feet of head of throbbing head, and they got extra pointy teeth now. um, uh, they hate cars. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely despise them.
1: But now they're really fast. Now they're
0: yeah. I mean pff, add speed to speed, you get more speed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything else, I just did.
1: <laughs> they uh they were created by man. They weren't born that way. Mm-hmm.
0: So there could have been even more experiments. Mm-hmm. Mixing lizard DNA with those orphan children. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or orphans.
0: And then some guy in Spain painted their pictures. (laughs) And then houses started burning down because of a curse. Because they cried. In those those paintings. Can you imagine? Now I want a portrait of a crying lizard melon head boy. (laughs) I want to commission that.
1: (laughs) This is a similar, well not a similar tale, but... There's a, a lizard man type tale in Colombia. It's the alligator man. And the story for that one goes that there's this man that goes down to the river to watch the women bathe. <laughs> he enjoys watching them bathe, but he doesn't he wants to stay hidden. So he goes to a witch and asks him for like a potion to turn him into an alligator. And then, so the witch gives him a potion that turns him into an alligator and another potion that turns him back into a person. So uh, when that. he goes down to the river, he has to take somebody with him for some reason. Oh, because to carry the potions mm-hmm. while he's in alligator form. Yeah. So he's an alligator. He's watching the women. And he comes out and he takes his uh, potion, turn back into a human. But um, one day, he, uh, the person he comes is taking the uh, potions with him is not the his regular 'Cause they were out of town or something. He's got a regular yeah. a
2: regular
0: um accomplice oh, peeping it. Tom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so he has to get a novice and the novice, the bumbling idiot, when he turns the guy turns into an alligator, he freaks out, he drops the 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 other potion and spills up and spills the whole thing, except some of the some of it lands on the on the man's head, on the alligator man's head. So now his mm-hmm. upper half turns he's into partial. a partial, yeah, and then the uh, lower half is an alligator. And and because the women are frightened by him because they they can see him now, he he's not allowed in the river anymore. So he just leaves, <laughs> <laughs> and he just hides in the in the in the forest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so his lower half is alligator. Does that mean he starts so, so like crawling his belly, or is he bipedal?
1: Uh, he's crawling.
0: Oh it's gonna make that tummy rough <laughs> crawling in the jungle yep oh and your arm's tired my god
1: well they get I'm sure they'll get real swole
0: he's gonna be jacked and then the women are gonna be like yes,
1: <laughs> yes that's what you want
0: mm-hmm. well, I mean why didn't he ask for like a love potion or something at that point <laughs> uh, he went about that all wrong
1: he's, I don't want love I just want to peep <laughs>
0: he's going to peep at the, the the river women were they were they mermaids <laughs>
1: what an idiot
0: <laughs> man i'm sure there's some sort of moral in that but all i took from it was he asked for the wrong potion
1: <laughs> yeah he wasn't thinking straight Mm-mm. he had peeping in his mind yep
0: i mean once you go peeping yeah I mean, it <laughs> makes your riddles your mind with Unclear thoughts He had (laughs) had worms worms in his brain (laughs) I bet he liked black licorice too
1: (laughs) You see that shiny car Off in the distance Go ahead and run towards it With all of your aggression Because once you arrive to it You find that it's twitter.com Your favorite app To follow your favorite podcast uh, hosts And if you're not following them well then go ahead and find us at Cracking Curios and you can hit that follow button and send us a tweet. And make sure to include that hashtag CrackedCryptids because that's how we find the tweets to us. We can't see all of them at once. You have to give us those hashtags so that we can spot all of the all of the tweets that you guys are sending us. Because I know you're sending us tweets, but you're not including those hashtags. And it's making it hard for us to find.
0: Especially in the mirror world.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're stuck in here still. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Cracking Cryptids. Every now and then we'll post stuff on there. And uh, it'll be to your delight, possibly, maybe. Some things are in the works. You can send us an email at Cracking Cryptids and Curios at gmail.com. And if you're not subscribed to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, why haven't you? You can find us anywhere. We're on Amazon, Stitcher, Audible, all those fun ones you all know and love. Spotify, yeah, that's the one. We're on there too. So yeah, uh, we're expecting a lot more content to be providing to you all. That is not a lie, I swear. And as always... Toodles. This has been, and I am actually traveling back into time production. Those lips are smacking. <laughs> Dipping my hands in. Mm.